Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. I'm Connor, this is Ryan and Grace. We are down a man today, Sean is out, but hopefully I can do a decent enough job filling his shoes on this intro segment Hey, here. we have the same amount of hair as usual. Yes, yes, we have neither lost nor gained any, yeah. any collective hair. We've, um, we've lost some tattoos though. Exactly, there's, there's no tattoos unfortunately. But we are here today to talk about some of the rather shocking new information we've gotten about what was kind of going on behind the scenes of the Derek Chauvin trial. We'll get into all that, maybe a little talk about whether due process is actually dying in America or not. I know Ryan has some very strong opinions on that one. But before we get into it, make sure to subscribe to our channel so you can get notified every time we have a new episode that goes up. Uh, also, while you're doing that, head on over to freedomwire.com, give us your email, we will send you two mailings a day with you know stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. Important to get that done. Make sure that you never miss what we're saying. Especially we're, since big tech is coming yeah. after us all. So yeah. big get tech, on our email list. Big tech has their boot on everybody's neck right about now, so yeah. be sure to do that. Otherwise, you might miss what we're talking about. So let's get into it. Ryan, you have opening statements here prepared for us. Yeah, well, so long story short, before I get into this, so the, so, so the people know. In case you missed so you might the Derek not, Chauvin trial. Well, no, no, no. No, obviously everybody knows he was found guilty on all three counts, but the problem is that the media has done very little reporting. It's gone silent on the fact that one of the jurors was clearly biased. He was a Black Lives Matter supporter. He was captured in a photo saying that they got their, you know, what was it, the like our neck of justice? Anyways, it, it was basically it was it was an implication that George Floyd was murdered by Derek Chauvin. And then he lied to the to the judge about him, like oh, I don't really know, but I've just heard different things in the media, but you know, nothing out of the ordinary. When he clearly was an activist, and there and this is what he said publicly. This was actually that's what I got the quote. He was juror number fifty-two. His name is Brandon Mitchell. Post millennial reporter that Mitchell said the following publicly. I mean, it's important if we want to see some change. We we want to see some things going differently. We got to get into these avenues, get into these rooms, try to try to spark some change. Jury duty is one of those things. Jury duty, voting, all of these things we got to do. So basically, now he's an activist. Now we got activist jurors. Now that that's a cool thing that we got going. So that just destroys the entire justice system. If that's the case, the mob is infiltrating the jury system now. So in his mind, he was doing the right thing by going on the jury just to convict Chauvin while even listening to the all the, the details of the trial, which makes sense because it took 10 hours to come up to a decision on three accounts and they never asked the judge one single question. And they, the third, especially the third degree murder, we're not gonna rehash it, but that was always, shouldn't even been allowed. So all these things that are adding up, you know, and now it makes you wonder if he, he could, if he was the only one on the jury that was like that, if there wasn't more people on the jury. Of course, I'm speculating, at this point, but it's hard not to think that, and, and it's really it's frustrating because how how are we supposed to trust any jury now? Like you know if, what he said today. Oh no! Update, 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 update alert. He said he wasn't when he was at Black Lives Matter protests. It was because of voter registration. Yeah. It, it, of course, you know he can't. He's not going to say I was there. He lied. He, he said I was there for voter yeah. registration. Because no, nobody's willing to admit that they, you know, lied. Yeah. In order to get onto a jury, to get onto a jury their own personal by the, cause. By the verbiage quoted in there, it doesn't sound like he lied more than he just walked around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but when you asked, actually, he kind of did because when he asked, did you hear the audio when he was asked by the judge about it? He was basically. I'm just going off what you read. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this was later. I'm talking about like when he was actually asked by the judge. He was, he was basically like, yeah, I don't really. 
had an earlier and, and like basic jury selection so questions like are like, are you able to be a fair and impartial juror? Things like um, that. This when, was when directly confronted with that, yeah, this he, was he, said, he said yes. Mm-hmm. And his statements after the fact that Ryan just read indicate, yeah, yeah. indicate that he was willing to lie about it to get on a jury to try to influence a, a, a verdict for what he thought was the right thing to do. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to agree with the problem. So as, as if we needed yeah. more things to stuff into a binder to hand to Chauvin's lawyers to, to ask for a mistrial or you know try to get him acquitted on technicalities here. And before we continue, don't get me wrong, we're not saying Derek Chauvin is innocent of anything. We're not saying he deserves to be you know, just out on the street. He certainly doesn't deserve to be a cop anymore. But where this leaves us is if we can't have a fair trial here, we can't have a fair trial anywhere. Because if the new strategy is to just get activists for whatever cause opposed the defendant onto a jury, we will never have a fair trial again. And that's a problem for a country that's supposed to be built on the rule of law. We already can't trust anybody. That's the problem. That's why I think people are really... There's nowhere to go now. We, we, we can't trust our own FBI. We can't trust we can't trust the justice system. We can't, you know, any cultural institutions, just an everyday culture, big tech. Like, where do you go? Now, if, if this is if this is gonna be the new normal in America, we can't even trust the jury system, which we've always been able to trust. You know, no, no jury is perfect, but geez, that's why to me, this is like the story that, that no, everybody should be talking about this story. But unfortunately, the media is either suppressing it, which they are, and, and second of all, they agree with it. They think, oh, that's great. We got a guy in the jury. He's doing the right thing. It's clearly Chauvin was guilty. Whatever you know, who, he did. It was he, he did the right thing. They don't. They don't see the problem with that. It's it's infuriating. It should scare the living daylights out of every American. Yeah, and this is exactly further proof of the point that people kept making as the trial was approaching. Like, first of all, why was the jury not sequestered? That, that should have been a no-brainer, should have been done immediately. Also, no change of venue. They tried it in the same city where the protests started, and that there very clearly should have been... The sequestration is the big one. Yeah. The, the, yeah. But, it of course, nobody who wasn't living under a rock in the year 2020 was unaware of George Floyd BLM protests and even you know knowing Derek Chauvin by name. So the ability to get this guy an impartial jury was almost impossible. But then again, there's never really been such a thing as a totally impartial jury. Everybody comes in with their own bias. bias. The point is they have to try to work around that and make sure that the burden of proof is, as always, on the prosecution. Assumption of innocence until proven guilty. But get this, he also goes in, I don't think it's in this interview, but he also, Juror 52, Mr. Mitchell, went on to say that they took him 45, they only took him 45 minutes to, to come up to a unanimous decision on second degree murder. 45 minutes? Are you, that was, the, you know, between second degree and manslaughter, those are the two that were like the biggies in there. It only took them that long? I mean, come on. You got, that, you just gotta start asking questions about the other jurors now. How, how, that should have taken like, that could have taken days in most cases, because that wasn't a clear, yeah. it wasn't an open shut case as far as second degree murder goes. Well, anyone who's alive in 2020 also knows that, or they should be disillusioned with our rule of law because so many of our rules and things that we've um, held to for hundreds of years have been broken. So it's not surprising at all to me that suddenly we have an impartial jury in this crazy case and that we, are, we knew that Chauvin was probably going to get some kind of sentencing. 
Um, so it's not really a surprise that they convicted him, but it is a surprise that there is a Badger, well, the, yeah. The, the, the thing about activists like this is they they rarely do these things alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not saying there was a coordinated effort to get as many people on the jury as possible, but I am saying Makes multiple people, multiple, multiple people probably have the saying. same thought process. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a jury review here is at least warranted. Honestly, this is grounds for a mistrial here. That likely, and, and uh, they, they have they have handed his defense attorneys a, a case for mistrial on a silver platter, and imagine oh God, the nightmare that is going to break out in this country, which it Honest, is what they want. Honestly, they, the media definitely wants. You can't convince me otherwise. They didn't want to see this country burn. It was never about solving problems. It was never about getting justice, and we know that for a variety of reasons. In part because they said it's not justice as soon as we got the verdict. And also because within the same day they just pivoted to another case of within the, two hours yeah, within, a, within a few hours You're literally like on to the next thing which was a stupid story to yeah. begin with that they would even quake this you know we we're talking about there's the, the micaiah bryant yeah. shooting which we we discussed right on the day it happened which actually. is just it was but, it was like they're desperate for anything to move on yeah, like, like they, they, they need to move on to, because they the can't they, they can't give you a solution they just have to keep selling you a problem so this is going to be great. What if they do come up with a mistrial because his and they, we have to and Chauvin's a lot off. What do you, what do you think? It's going to be thirty times worse than what it would have been if if he was not found guilty the first time. So I don't know if they'll be able to get him off of the charges, but they again, will at least trust they'll at least them, have to go to trial over it again in light of all these mm-hmm. new things. Well, but they should already as we know it. Regardless of a different outcome, they should still read. They, mm-hmm. But they should, and but isn't that the frustrating part? My mind goes to, I bet nobody has the balls to do it. Yeah, and honestly, look at the craziness that went on of trying to get a jury selected for this. Mm-hmm. There were multiple jurors who were like released from the jury pool without being selected who said, oh yeah, I kind of went out of my way to make sure I wasn't on this jury because I was afraid I was going to get doxxed. Didn't they there, go through hundreds of people? Yeah, yeah. Th- there were people, main like big cultural figures, releasing the names and the city uh, locations of some of these jurors. They didn't get down to like specific addresses, but they were trying to make sure they knew the pressure was on. And honestly, I can't blame anybody who wanted to tap out of that, because there's no way they were gonna be the one guy in the jury room, the, 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 the jury room who was saying, no, I think he's innocent. And that's probably why it took so little time to come up with a, a full guilty on all counts, because nobody wanted to be the one who objected. Because they knew that the next day, their address, name, yeah. faces of their children would be posted all over Twitter. Mob, the mm-hmm. mob won. Yeah, the mob mm-hmm. won. They're yeah. winning all over the country because a lot of the cops. They don't even have to defund the cops mm-hmm. because a lot of them are just retiring early or they're quitting. You know where they're not winning? The Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Yeah, they I do like that. I do like that. Yeah. They banned BLM uh, or yeah. Black Lives Matter, the term, and also any slogans and symbolism that represents BLM. And they said it was because they took they took a poll, and the vast majority of athletes said they don't find it appropriate to display any sign of politicization. I guarantee yeah. somebody breaks that rule. Yeah, some somebody's going to throw a tantrum about it. But yeah, honestly, I mean, it just goes to show that this movement, even though it has in large part taken over American culture, is not representative of how the world thinks, and that's probably a good thing, because if we had an entire world full of people like American leftists, 
we'd be in trouble. It's really just America, guys. Yeah. Imagine, like Canada. Mm -hmm. England is like maybe 10 years ahead of where America is. Canada is like five years ahead of us. But they're going in trying going, to arrest going way faster. They're trying yeah. to arrest. They're going into churches in Canada to arrest pastors for defying the COVID rules. Mm -hmm. And well, they, they did that here too. Yeah, they had just as much uh, protesting and rioting, but you know, obviously nobody reported on that because it's it's the American system that needs to be fixed. Well, I think American progressives are way far ahead of Canadians. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, just well, I will say that they don't have free speech in Canada like we do here, and that's. And a lot, most countries don't have a First Amendment, as far as I'm aware, and so we, we take it for granted here. Also, their country's not burning down over social justice. They're too nice. Yeah, like the <laughs> Canadians just spray paint, I'm mildly upset on the yeah. side of a building, and <laughs> yeah. know, th th they immediately get the reform they're looking for. But they're talking that's about in Canada about getting requiring vaccine passports to come into Canada. When I was growing up, you could just go with Michigan's driver's license across into Canada. Now they want you to apparently have vaccines passports that tells you how times have changed and and yeah Canada is not so great right now and it's you know Justin Trudeau is allowed to do it anyway we're not here to talk about Canada yeah but make no mistake Trudeau is on the cutting edge of the the global great reset, global reset. and the bad. American social justice movement is part of the great reset because you've seen this language echoed by pretty much everybody who's in on the the you know great reset language and this isn't you know some deep conspiracy theory we just made up. Like, these are things they've been saying. They've all been talking about you know, the Great Reset, building back better. These are all things that are out in the open. Part of what they're saying is, oh, we can't go back to normal because normal is, you know, normal is racist and normal doesn't have equity. It, it's unequal and, you know, they need to, you know, balance the scales again. And th this is what they're trying to do. And that's why they continue to push the problem. Like like we said, they moved on from George Floyd to Micaiah Bryant within a couple hours. And honestly, the mob wins either way, because either Chauvin stays in jail, doesn't get appeals or new trials or anything, and you know they effectively made it happen with their activist jurors and their social pressure and everything, or he gets either acquitted or goes to trial again, and they get another excuse to riot. So they really can't lose here. I think the mob wins, but the politicians lose. Mm -hmm. We're already seeing that in California, where Gavin Newsom kind of pioneered the whole new normal thing, and he pushed it on people because California is where you look to for the most progressive policies, besides New York and Chicago. And they're taking him out. Not even most of the minorities, about half the minorities, they want to vote him out too. And one in five Democrats want to vote him out. So he's losing. Uh, GOP won, how many, like 22 House? last year and they're expecting to take a landslide in the House and Senate in 2022 so I think that even if the mob wins with the young people they're the politicians are gonna be the ones who suffer and they're ultimately gonna have to move away from that ideology we'll see but the mob ain't gonna stop that's the problem they're gonna keep going regardless of electorally but, but I see the what mob you're is saying. fueled by the Democrats the only reason they're alive is because the Democrats and the they, mainstream media. They do, play, they do play defense for them. It's, an, it's an endless cycle, really, because the mob is fueled by the Democrats, and then the Democrats are driven by the mob. You know, we, we've seen, you know, crusty old set-in-their-ways politicians like, you know, Nancy Pelosi, who, probably the best example, <laughs> who, the who within, within the last year and a half, two years, has started speaking in the language of social justice and 
critical race theory and these things. And you know, she spearheaded that movement of all the uh, Congress people and senators who knelt in the, the Capitol Rotunda wearing the kinte cloths of... Why doesn't Nancy you Pelosi know, resign then? If she's no, a racist, yeah. if, she's, if, if critical race theory is... Isn't she therefore a racist? Yeah, and apparently. So she should just resign then. Which, by the we way... We can't have a racist Speaker of the House. She those, should resign. Those cloths <laughs> were from a tribe that sold other people oh, into slavery. Cultural that, appropriation. That's neither here nor there. It's a bunch of white people mostly wearing African cloths. But she wants it's to be not consistent. cultural appropriation if you're... If you're liberal. Yeah. And then, of course... We're also actually seeing people who hate Nancy Pelosi for her. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. Weirdest thing people ever. actually hate her for that one now, and I can't say I blame them. I mean, I, I might not agree with these people on everything, but if you want to hey. get Nancy Pelosi out of there, by all means, you're a friend of Freedom Lighter on that subject. I no, I don't think George Floyd was the same, but I'm pretty sure he didn't get up like wanting to be a martyr. That yeah. morning, I'm pretty sure he didn't want. That's sweet. she's weird. Whatever, she's weird. I mean, we we we'll eat her twelve dollar ice cream, and get her hair blown. Yeah, we, yeah, we go off on Nancy Pelosi at least once every it's two a public, hours. It's a so. public service, so you're welcome. Yeah. But it's just more reason. She's the most powerful. She's the most powerful woman in the country. Yeah, but that's the, the thing. Politics. The, I mean, I guess Kamala, yeah. but she doesn't. She doesn't have any power right now. Kamala. The mob drove the Democrats further left. And to stay in power, the Democrats fueled the mob to allow them to continue. And that's basically how we ended up with the current administration. Because you saw, they, they took COVID and social justice and made those the two big things. So like Trump doesn't care about people because he's letting them die from viruses. And also, he supports the police who are murdering people in the streets. And that was like their whole big thing. And really, uh, coronavirus and police reform were like two of the biggest things. If you remember back to the uh, DNC and RNC uh, televised events, that's all they were talking about for the most part. Mm -hmm. And of course the Democrats had their insane people during the daytime stuff that nobody's supposed to watch, but they just broadcast anyway. That was the anyway. scariest event I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, don't, don't think about the, the DNC stuff that happened during prime time when they want everybody to watch where they get the you know, nice polished people. Go back and watch what happened between like 10 a.m. and 3 to 4 p.m. That's when they slipped in all the crazy people. Was that was that it before or after the go uh, governor's panel that had Stacey Abrams on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was in there too. Never forget Stacey Abrams, the rightful governor of Georgia. Of governor. Hey, but only but Trump's. Trump doesn't concede, but he's bad. But Stacey Abrams, what, we're three years later, and she still hasn't conceded. No. Well, if it's any consolation, Trump doesn't really like the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, either. That's so another story. But yeah, but the, bringing it back to the due process, that's why this is, a, it's not just because of the showman's story itself. It's just, it, this is happening, this has been happening. It's something as simple as uh, on college campuses. A guy gets got accused during the Obama administration. Trump changed that, thank God, and Betsy DeVos. But while uh, a guy gets accused of you know sexual assault or worse on college campuses, he's basically he's got no way to fight back against it. He's gone. He's mm -hmm. kicked off. It's in it's in all. They've been doing this for a long time. This due process thing is they don't. They, it's a hindrance to them. The Constitution is a hindrance to everything they want to do. That's why to me they use the founders is they don't really care that about their you know they they use the slavery stuff and all that, and we can get out we're not gonna get all that but basically it's they hate the system they developed they hate the constitutional system they developed they just use that as a way to 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 go after the founders personally no amendment in the constitution is absolute right <laughs> remember also hey it's a slave only argument 
Slavery. We can, I'm pretty sure that's absolute that they can't they can't have slaves anymore. But that legal genius Joe Biden who finished at the bottom of his I like to bring that up because the bottom of his class in law school and I only bring that up. just Russian misinformation. He he was clearly at the top of his class. Stop. That's why I bring it up. Is because he lied about it. He kept saying he was like the top of his class. He, and he's like. Joe Biden, it's okay. I'm, I'm going off a little bit here, but I want to say that I am so sick and tired of them saying that Trump was this most dishonest president ever. Joe Biden's administration lies every single day. He lies about COVID every single day. He's he's chill telling you that you need to wear a mask, and even though all the studies show that if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But he's still going out there, unless he's meeting with Jimmy Carter, but that's all no. Then he doesn't need one, he walks outside. It's just stuff like that. He's just he's just a liar. He lies every day in the media, lets him get away there. It gets, it gets really frustrated. And they act like he's, honestly, he's back in Washington. Like, they, they literally, like, they act like he's the most, like, Saki, you know, she lies like every other sentence. Anyway, I just had to get that out there because I mean, I'm so tired of this honesty Biden bullcrap. Dishonesty lives in Washington. It didn't leave it lives when, Trump, when Trump got there. It yeah, just had true. one guy who was telling the blatant truth more often, but it's yeah. not like, you know, Trump was the pinnacle of truth. Him, more often his mis mistruths were exaggerations of yeah. which isn't I still great, like but it's not a deep, insidious Biden lie. Literally, Biden, uh, okay, another thing he's lying about, Biden, is this uh, Jim, Jim Crow, Jim Eagle. Jim Eagle, he's lying about voting laws. He's literally dividing the country every time he says that. When he goes on national TV or he goes on that that press conference he did when he called the Jimmy and go like that there is no there is no we just want the election to be fair and honest mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with race but he keeps pushing it and he keeps pushing it and keeps pushing it that's just another lie he keeps telling and see a, a point you just made there you, you said it has nothing to do with race honestly the social movements have nothing to do with race right now they are not actually about race they are about power and profit and exploitation and voter registration yeah and yeah like it's, it's about holding on to power and they will tell you that voter integrity laws are racist because that is the most convenient excuse they can give for why we shouldn't have them but the truth is they don't want voter integrity laws because they want it to be easier to mess with elections. Let's just be the honest. They want to cheat. Yeah. Like, honestly, uh, can we just? I know we're trying to hit around it. I know we're trying to hit or be like delicate. Like they just let's be called. They want to cheat. They want to exploit the system to win elections. Why else would they do it? That's why they're turning. They're putting on Republicans to make them look like racist, so that therefore they don't get their the election integrity laws passed. Social movements right now have seen that accusations of racism are the best way to get whatever they want done. Racism or climate change? They're racism and climate change, they go back and forth. And uh, the, the last video that Project Veritas was allowed to, to post before James O'Keefe was banned from Twitter permanently For doing was them job. talking about how you know they, they hyped up COVID fears to get Trump out of office and now they're pivoting to climate change. So so watch for the pivot, that'll be, that'll be pretty He exposed them for what they are and mm -hmm. they're getting banned for it. Yeah. He's but, a, actually one of the only few journalists left in the country, and he's getting banned. But this is a, another thing, because you know it's never been about race. It's about essentially overhauling the United States, because that's the biggest impediment to the, you know, the globalist, socialist utopia agenda that they which have is, out there. Which, is which is, it's, it's been, even before Marx, collectivism has been you know, on the rise. Marx just kind of wrote the textbook about it. But you know, the, the justice system is a whole other thing they want to attack 
and racism is the most convenient way to do it. But you see when people like you know Chelsea Handler during the Chauvin trial tweet out, why do we even need a trial? We saw it happen on video. Are, are, are you kidding me? Of course we need a trial for that because that's how the justice system worked. It was not that clear cut. That's another thing the media As we saw from other video, eyewitness testimony, How many times did you see CNN show that video, that whole video, the whole 10 minutes, or the whole like 20, however long since the the traffic stop started. They only showed that, the clip of him on there for nine About nine nine to 10 minutes of Chauvin kneeling on George Floyd's neck, which if you see the full video, it shows him struggling and saying he can't breathe before he even gets out of the car. And then if you see the alternate body cam footage from another person on the scene, it shows that the angle of how he was kneeling on him doesn't match up with what they were saying. Mm-hmm. None of this exonerates Chauvin. I want to stress that. Like, but we all, we all still believe he was a piece of crap. If you look at his uh, yeah. his personnel jacket no fan with departments, he was not a good cop. This man should never have been a cop. This man should never have given any sort of authority. But in a criminal case where someone is facing second and third degree murder charges as well as manslaughter, like these are major charges and you need a trial for that because that's the only way to uphold justice but for people who don't care about justice who actually see the american justice system as an impediment to their goals by all means if you were captured on video doing something that looks wrong you should get convicted without a trial they want equity they don't want justice yes and you know of course they want to throw out that little little cartoon of you know, the three kids trying to look over the fence and they stand on the boxes and if they all get the same box, some of them still can't see over, but if they get different boxes that correspond with their heights, mm-hmm. r- what really happens, everybody gets their legs cut off so they're the same height and nobody can see over the fence because that's how these systems work. It's the, you cut everybody down to the lowest common denominator, whatever's left is transferred up to the people in power and their close associates and families, which is what has happened every time socialism has been tried it has been an abject failure every time they never even get to the perfect communist society because they can't get past socialism because it kills everybody which and is the it's point. a tragedy well the thing is they there's only what six seven how, how many races are would you say in the united states like how many my point is there's not actual 330 million Americans. Did you know this? There's only six. So there, I'm just, I don't know how many races there. We'll just say six or seven or whatever it is, probably more than that. But like, that's all that matters to them. There's, there's really only like six or seven. We're just all in groups now. We're not actual individuals anymore. Matter of fact, if you say that, you're selfish. You're, that's just another dog whistle for, for again, they, they could never not win because they, apparently we just all subconsciously are racist and these dog whistles. And they always said that about Trump, the dog whistles. Like, Again, you have to be a dog to hear a dog whistle. You have to be a dog to hear a dog whistle. So if you are hearing racist signals everywhere you go, maybe you are a racist. That, that's 75 million racists in this yeah. country, apparently, at least, I mean, that voted for Trump. Because th- that's the point. They will never admit that we have made progress. Including black people that voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, which he did yeah. best among Republicans in, in years. But apparently they're just... They're, they're Uncle Tim's. Yeah, as much like hatred as you get for being a white person who voted for Trump, the people who have it worse are any minorities who voted for Trump. You know, being called race traitors, Uncle Toms, slurs too terrible to even repeat on this podcast if we want any hope of ever keeping it up. But this is what they have to deal with. And it is disgusting and unfair, and they're being called that by people who claim to be fighting for minority rights. It... 
what has happened in our society? I, I keep bringing this up. What has happened to us where a white guy in a Black Lives Matter t-shirt knows more about the issues facing the black community than a black guy in a MAGA hat? Because that guy thinks about the collective. Yes, it, how did we end up here? This is the driving force behind collectivist ideology. If the collective is happy, it doesn't matter if each and every individual is miserable. As long as the collective is okay. There is no collective. It's all individuals. And if the individuals are miserable, you have failed. And that's what no socialist government has ever realized. Well, their policies are incompatible with individualism, so they have mm -hmm. to destroy the concept of individual rights and freedoms in order to get to their goal. And that's what they're doing right now in this country. And part of that is, you know, an attack on our legal system, because we're a nation of laws. From the very beginning, America was never really a country unified behind a single, you know, racial or cultural identity, because people came from all over the place. And or a leader, yeah, it, yeah, not even a leader. I mean, even George Washington. And George Washington went out of his way to make sure that it wasn't, because you know, uh, when people were curious about what kind of leader he was going to be or how long he was going to stay around. He's quoted as having said, I didn't, you know, fight King George V to be King George the First. King know, George III. George, sorry, my bad. Um, he, Don't he, need to apologize. <laughs> he was <laughs> just, or, yeah. Just for the fact checkers out there. Get, get, get the, the, the numbers wrong. And Brian if Snopes is watching so. right now or mm -hmm. Media Matters. Yeah, you, you can give me a couple Pinocchios for that one, Snopes. But that was his point. This was supposed to be a country unified around our ideals, which, like it or not, were based on Judeo-Christian values. Doesn't mean that we were supposed to be a nation for and by Christians alone, but we were inspired by, what was the quote, Ryan? Jerusalem and Athens were supposed to be the two cities that kind of inspired how, yeah. how this, this country was founded, because it was, you know, Greek philosophy and Judeo-Christian values. Roman Republic too, before yeah. before Julius Caesar. Exactly, too. and that's why you know, we're not a, we're not a democracy. We're a republic with democratic ideals. Important distinction, but that's what they want to dismantle, because we are united behind equality under the law, and equality under God. That's what the idea was, but they want to get rid of those two things. They want to basically abolish God and make the state, the religion, mm -hmm. and they want to overturn our legal system to make it more equitable, which is just them applying things to favored groups and then dropping the hammer on others, which is why if you're a white cop who's accused of something, all that's necessary is to have a video of something that they don't like, and then you don't need a trial. You're just automatically guilty. You know, you say white cop, this always drives me crazy. There's a lot of black cops. A lot of black mm -hmm. police chiefs resigned last year because of all this. The biggest minority in cops is Hispanics. So there you go. Like, yeah. what, like there, it's a racist system. Like, they're aiding and abetting. They're, they're against the... Like, it's just... We all know. It's just really dumb. It's really frustrating. And we... But the fact is that we have to keep talking about it, and, you know, because they're keep trying to censor and it's out of existence. So as long as... As long as we have the interwebs, we're going to keep talking about it. Yeah, you're, you're not allowed to question the narrative or say that you know any sort of breakdown in justice occurred in this trial because they want you to, they wanted you to believe it was perfect justice right up until they got the verdict, and then it was not perfect justice. But it doesn't matter because they, it's over. Like stop, stop, stop focusing on it. We're, we're on to the next thing. 
Forget about George Floyd, forget about Derek Chauvin, unless it is useful to remember it, in which case we'll remember it. But if anything looks like it, you know, might indicate that something went wrong with the trial, forget about it. I mean, if you look at just the one clip, which is pretty much everybody's seen, that's why context matters and why a jury is supposed to be able to go through that. As you just see that clip, it looks like, oh yeah, that's horrible. That guy should totally be charged with murder. But then the context matters. And, and even with the broader context, that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be tried for murder. It just means there's other things to consider. There's a higher burden of proof to prove him guilty because, like I said, that's what's supposed to happen. It's you are presumed innocent until proven guilty, no matter what you were caught on video doing. It, it is an insane thing sometimes because there have been people who have, you know, evidence has them dead to rights and they have everything but a confession. But because there's no confession, they go to trial because that's how the legal system works. And if you fudge on it with these things that seem like they, you know, don't even need a trial, then they'll fudge on it further and further down the line until they have just abolished due process, which is the goal. And, and by the way, I know we've said it in previous podcasts, I'll say it again. There's still not been one drop of evidence to suggest that it was a racist killing. You could admit a murder, but there's no evidence to suggest it was because Chauvin was a racist. Yeah. There's a big distinction, but the media just is almost like baked into the cake. Well, clearly it was racist. Which, honestly, it's represented in the fact that there wasn't a hate crime charge included on there. Well, I think they are going for that next. Uh, yes, I'm sure. Well, that's what they were going to arrest him yeah, for. Yeah, federal, federal yeah, police brutality, yeah. I think. Well, they're coming for, for him for that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it didn't go their way, they were going to come after him for police brutality. So he was going to get arrested one way or the other. He was going to go to jail for something. And I think in their haste to do it, they have now perfectly engineered a situation where it recirculates back through the courts, we have to wait for another verdict, and it gives them another excuse to ride it. It continues their narrative that nothing is fixed, nothing ever gets better, this country has not made a single step towards better race relations since 1619, it's a mess, we need to overhaul it and start all over again. Our education system is so bad that people believe that. Mm-hmm. That's the sad part. They believe that we are no different in 2021 than we were in 1961 or 1861 or 1761. It's just, it, it's just it's absurd and it's really frustrating. Every American deserves a fair trial, no matter how horrible of a person they are. I mean, look, the, uh, the classic example is back before we were a country. John Adams represented the, the guys of the Boston Massacre, the British troops. He took a lot of crap from his own, you know, the Patriot side for it. He says he was the principal of the matter that everybody deserved a fair trial. And that has been agreed upon long before the American legal system existed, that, you know, people are entitled to representation and a fair trial. That's why it's written into the Constitution. Well, actually, it's been a civil rights issue. Well, actually, I would I would push back on that a little bit, Connor. It's actually not been historic. Well, that's what makes us going back to like believe in this. yeah, but even the, the basis in British law. Yeah, the British common law. But it, it, it and is then a, we know that the, the king didn't like that so in, much. In the overall scope of history, yeah, it is a relatively new which idea. Is, which is makes but our it, country even more yeah, awesome because we are beyond unique. us. But it, it yeah. was uniquely perfected here, which is why, you know, things like First Amendment not a perfect si- Not a perfect system, but the best that I can ever, that I know of, mm-hmm. that's ever not been Not a perfect up. system. It hasn't ever or hasn't been implemented perfectly we, throughout our history. Right. It's never going but, to be implemented yeah, because and we had Franklin said that the, Ben Franklin said that the last day of the Constitution. That's why I disagree with some people that think it was divine. I, I don't know if it's divine doctrine because it wasn't perfect. Divine would imply it was mm-hmm. perfect, right? And and there was a, and maybe we should do a podcast topic on it one time. Well, like if you could go back and 
write the Constitution, what would you include? Oh, I, I, have, I have a few answers to that. Already. Term limits! Me too. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, I think you just picked our next podcast topic Term limits. Well, I, I gave mine away already. It would have been term limits. Yeah. Anyway, so on that note, I guess that's look a, forward to a future podcast. That, that's a pretty decent place to wind it yeah. to a close there, I think. But you know, basically to conclude, if they can abolish due process for Derek Chauvin, they can do it for anybody. I don't know how the country and, comes back from that. If and, if this becomes yeah. a recurring thing on juries where they get activist mm -hmm. jurors on there, I don't know how this. I don't know how it comes back from anything last year. It's really frustrating. Well, I, was, I want to try to be a little optimistic though, because our country has come through so much throughout our history. And I hope what you started the podcast with is true, is that people, it'll come back the other way and people will be sick of it. And, and that's what and that's, that's what we do here. Yeah. Like, we, we sit around and brainstorm how do we bring it back from that brink. These are, is there even a way to do it? We don't have the answers, but we keep the discussion going, which is why we want to hear from you guys. So if you liked what we said, you agreed with us, or even if you disagreed and you just have other opinions you want to throw in, we read all the comments you leave us, so by all means, drop us a comment down below. And while you're down there, uh, check the links in the description for articles on all this stuff, reports we've written up, uh, other episodes we've done. We have all that thrown in there. Uh, so make sure while you're doing that, you head on over to freedomwire.com, like I said at the top. Give us your email. Get on our email list. You will get lots of quality content, our breaking news reports. Ryan writes some excellent satire pieces. Grace is, you know, shining the light on the cockroaches of the Biden administration with Biden her, her Monday Biden watch. You don't want to miss any of that, so make sure you subscribe at Freedom Wire. Also, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're getting on Google, a couple other different places. Basically, wherever you get your podcasts, Freedom Wire wants to be. So make sure you check us out over there. Spotify is one of the main ones we have right now, so... Give us a subscribe over there, download the episodes, take us with you on the go. And guys, you got anything you want to close out with? Well, I'll be gone next Tuesday, or, or next podcast. I know everybody's very sad about that, but the reason I bring that up is because I'm going to Michigan. It's very frustrating to leave here and with DeSantis and go to Whitmer. So I'm just wondering if Whitmer, any of her people are watching, I'm just wondering if she has that jet that she flew down here that by, by her billionaire friends when she's telling Michigan people not to come down here, if I can take that and fly it up to Michigan for her. I just want to I mean, just come, ask her. Come on, man. Florida's so nice. Just ask Even me. Whitmer is coming down here. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I would like that jet. That's all I'm saying. I'd like to fly the jet that she flew down when she was telling the rest of Michigan to not travel. I'm just saying. Just saying. Don't have to. Guys, have a good podcast next week. Grace, you got anything for us? Nope. All right. Well, then, on that note, on behalf of the entire Freedom Wire team, including Sean, who will be rejoining us shortly, uh, wish you guys a safe, happy weekend. Stay free. God bless America.